0: Welcome back to Over Here, my name is Nick Finzer and today we're talking with alto saxophonist, composer and arranger Jordan Pate. She's just launched her very first album project and she's launched a Kickstarter to try and raise the funds to get it finished. She's already recorded it and it's got a great band. She's going to tell you all about it in our conversation coming up. I've known Jordan since our time at the Juilliard School around 2010 and uh, she's just a great person and a great musician, and I can't wait for you to hear her story and to hear all about her project. So don't forget to look up her Kickstarter project, First Fruit, and without delay, here is our conversation about her project and many more things. All right, today we've got Jordan Pate. Thanks for Jordan joining us here, Jordan.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, very exciting news for you. You're in the middle of a debut album Kickstarter project uh, called First Fruit. Why don't you uh, give us a little bit of the rundown of that project?
1: Sure. So First Fruit, um, like you said, it it is my debut album. Um, And the name is kind of coming from uh, kind of a a scriptural uh, reference of just kind of offering up your first produce. Um, to God, so and that's kind of the foundation for this recording. is It's kind of a melding of my faith, my artistic influences, my musical influences—fanning, jazz, gospel, R&B—and um, so it's just kind of a melding of that. And um, I guess like kind of my mo, just in general, is I'm always trying to kind of evoke kind of a spiritual connection or just like a place where people can really feel like they can uh, connect with with God or you know like a spiritual just have like a spiritual encounter. Um, and so I've kind of included a lot of uh, songs I grew up uh, singing in church um, just because I think they inherently have that s- spiritual element. Um, so there's some hymns included, and then uh, there's a stylics, Stylistics cover, um, and then some originals of mine as well. So um, I've got some great musicians on board. I've got Christian Sands um, playing piano and Rhodes, um, and he's also co-producing. Um, Luke Selick on bass, works with Russell Malone, Johnny O'Neill, and Jimmy McBride on drums who's just an amazing drummer and always traveling the world <laughs> playing drums. So, and I met these guys at Juilliard. So Awesome.
0: Well, let's yeah. so let's back up a little bit and yeah, kind sorry. of uh, <laughs> No, no, that's great. Let's back up and uh, could you just tell everybody, you know, wh- where you grew up and how you got into playing sure. saxophone first and then uh, into jazz yeah. and Juilliard and everything?
1: Sure. Um, it's kind of funny. I um, I actually spent a little time living in Connecticut um, before I moved to Texas, where I started playing saxophone. And uh, when I lived in Connecticut, I remember I I knew I wanted to play the saxophone because honestly, I have to admit my dad listened to a lot of smooth jazz, aka Kenny G, when I was growing up.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I I think I just was very familiar with the sound of that instrument and I've just really liked it i you know, I probably thought it was like really expressive sounding Uh And um, the saxophone is kind of a very vocal sounding instrument, too. So um, I I was just drawn to it And I remember I signed up for fourth grade band because they did band in fourth grade and the music director was like uh, sorry, we already have too many saxophones Uh, You can play clarinet,
0: (laughs) of course. I was
1: like, um, okay, half, half half-heartedly agreed. Um, but after two weeks, I was like, no
0: thanks.
1: (laughs) 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 I quit the clarinet. Fast forward a couple years, we moved to Texas, and um, they start band later in sixth grade, so. I told my parents, I was like, mom, I really want to play the saxophone. They're like, I don't know. Like, are you going to quit, like, after, you know, two weeks? (laughs) I was like, no. I want to play the clarinet, I mean the saxophone. So they're like, okay. So, um, and Texas has, like, you know, really good, really strong music education because UNT is there. Right. Um. And I was in—I was living in the suburbs of Dallas, Fort Worth. So, um, so yeah, I just we we moved into a good area, a good school with a really strong like band program, really strong private lesson teachers. So, uh, it just kind of clicked from the get-go. I just really loved the instrument and progressed really quickly, and then um, ended up going to the Arts Magnet High School in Dallas, Booker T. Washington. Um, and my senior year. Uh, Carl Allen who was the interim artistic director of Juilliard um, Came down to recruit. It was kind of the only year he came actually, so it was kind of Just and it was by chance, you know, and I it was after like the application deadline I think he came in December or something like that mm-hmm. and um, And he invited our combo um, We had a small jazz combo um, he just invited us all to audition, you know, because we were all going to be auditioning for, like MSM and like New School and stuff. So in my mind, I was like, wow, like I never even thought of going to Juilliard like at all. I just thought it was like way beyond me. And but I was like, well, he basically just made it easy for me. I, you know, I can apply late and, you know, whatever. So I'll be there the same week for my other auditions. Why don't I just do it anyway? Nice. So. So. Yeah, and the you know, audition went well, and then just the scholarship thing worked out. So it really like came together, and I was really pleased because, honestly, after all my other auditions, I just really felt best about Juilliard, so I was happy that it all worked out.
0: So did you always know that you wanted to focus on playing jazz when you started playing the saxophone, or was it something that happened during your time growing up that kind of drew you in that direction?
1: I think both. I think, you know, like, like I mentioned, my dad listening to smooth jazz, that kind of like set the stage and then, and there were like other times in like elementary school music classes where like the teachers would play documentaries about Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong. And I remember like just hearing that the sound of the music mm-hmm. and thinking it was just so like interesting and compelling and, And then, like, hearing them talk about the idea of improvised music, you know, especially Louis Armstrong kind of being a pioneer of, like, jazz improvisation. Um, I just thought that was such a cool concept, even from a really young age. And then when I started playing the saxophone, I mean, my teachers were, like, they were into jazz, so, you know, they would be telling me anecdotes about, like, Lester Young playing the saxophone to the side and just like cool stories about jazz musicians And then when I heard Charlie Parker, I was like, wow, you know so It's just I got bit by the jazz bug pretty quickly and that was kind of the direction. I wanted to go from the beginning. I think
0: Amazing, that's awesome. And so what what kind of things are you up to these days in the city uh, other than uh, working on your record?
1: I'm up to any number of things. It it can be teaching. Um, teach at Bloomingdale School of Music, as do you. <laughs> oh, nice. And um, I do church gigs pretty regularly. Um, play gigs around town with you know my buddies Luke Selick and Jimmy McBride, and with my own group. Um, just different places in the city. And what, maybe dizzy's club coca-cola or fat cat smalls um yeah i guess that's pretty much the span of it yeah
0: nice and uh so let's you know go back a little bit i know you were saying that christian sands was co-producing the record so i know how you met the other guys at juilliard uh including also i think you didn't mention matt jodrell's on it right
1: that's right, Matt Jodrell, um, amazing trumpet player, lives in Australia sadly now, but he visits us from time to time. Uh, and Joe McDonough on trombone as well makes an appearance.
0: Yeah, so you got the whole Juilliard crew. And so, how did you meet Christian, and how did you get him involved with the project? Because he's kind of, you know, a rising star these days.
1: Yes, um, this is a funny story as well. Um, it, back. Back in undergrad at Juilliard, um, my my friend, our friend Addison Evans, invited me to participate in uh, a, the Jazz Aspen residency that Christian McBride hosted in Aspen, Colorado, um, where I guess no, bands no. could like audition to participate, and they would, you know, they would cover the costs and stuff. So. Um, I agreed to do it and she had Christian in the band, Christian Sands in the band,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, and that's kind of how I met him, we, we clicked over there and um, just, he was a wonderful musician to work with, like, just really felt like he understood. We saw music in a lot of the same ways, I think, and, um, you know, and shortly, actually shortly after that workshop was when McBride, was like hey I like this kid too and that's kind of that fall actually was when he started um, touring with McBride so I got to see it kind of have that connection be made but um, yeah and I didn't see him for a while because he, he keeps a pretty busy schedule but um, I always in the back of my mind I always kind of thought you know <clears throat> he would be great to bring on board with this and he actually approached me about it uh, at one point because we did a gig together and with my music and he was like you know i would love to like help with this in any way and you know offer up any kind of you know whatever you know so he Mm -hmm. he kind of uh made the proposal to me like almost a year over a year ago so i was like yeah when it came time i was like yeah let me let me take him up on this so yeah
0: nice yeah well i'm glad he, he could you know participate so let's yeah. uh, get back to the the project and why don't you uh, let people know kind of what are some of the things that they could uh, Get involved with um, via the kickstarter
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> Yeah, I just launched the kickstarter um, There's a lot of cool uh, Rewards if, if they want to take part to help bring it together because I'm I'm raising the funds Uh um, but you know, there's digital downloads, there's signed CDs, um, um, de- designing a, a tote bag with, I'm going to create a cool logo, um, as well as a bomber jacket, um, which I'm excited about because I just love bomber jackets anyway. So, uh, there's an educational package if you want a lesson, you know, I include PDFs of all of my Originals on there, and yeah, all kinds of stuff to take part in.
0: <laughs> nice. So, what's the what's the best way for people to find the project from from this interview?
1: Um, you can find it on the website. I've posted it uh, on there, which is Jordan, jordanpate.com dot uh, com, or on social media. It's on it's on my Facebook artist page. Um, or if you follow me, if you happen to follow me on Instagram, it's in my bio.
0: The in my bio as well. Nice. Right, so it's Jordan and the pate. Two T's in the Y. Yes. So don't spell it wrong. Don't spell it wrong. <laughs> um, amazing. So uh, people should definitely check that out in the video. You're hearing a little bit of, of the album. And then um, I think once, once it, uh, you get into the backer only area, you're going to be able to get. Uh, maybe that uh, f- that first video that we uh, we were, we were um, cutting together, the Stylistics yeah. tune, right? Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about that tune and why you decided you wanted to cover it?
1: Sure. There's a great video that um, Nick and his interns um, put together from the recording session of uh, the Stylistics cover. You make me feel brand new, and honestly, that song it it's it's about love you know it's about um, connecting with a person that makes you feel brand new and that's kind of uh, you know I I can take it in that context but also putting that into a spiritual context having a relationship with God as well that's kind of you know there's kind of a history of uh, Christianizing pop songs you know because they're about love and stuff and that's honestly representative of you know um, Christian love too, so um, yeah, I wanted to include that in there. So if you know the lyrics of that song, it's a you know it's a really famous song. So if you know the lyrics, I think you would understand what I'm saying. So.
0: And what? How have you approached you know blending, you know your faith and your your mu- music together? I mean, that's not you know not everybody's. I mean, I know a lot of people you know do that, but not. I don't think of that many jazz musicians that are approaching sure. things from that angle. So, how, how have you, you know, tried to blend mm-hmm. those together?
1: That's a good question. I, you know, it's it's a work in progress. I think that, um, you know, if your faith is like really a huge part of your identity, you can't really hide who you are. You know what I mean? So, for me personally, um, this is just a natural e- expression or or overflow of, of who I am and kind of what I'm about um, so a lot of times my art my music will reflect that you know whether the music is coming from the church or you know I'm just kind of I don't know it's just kind of like a for me it's it's in a way natural because it it, it hasn't always been like oh I just want to like bring these two things together I think um if something's a part of you it naturally just manifests in whatever you do you know Mm -hmm. i
0: don't know i think that's a good point uh a lot of people you know try to you know dissect it takes i think it takes people a while to understand what their identity is you know yeah um well that's awesome so is there anything else you want to share about the about the album about the project Mm -hmm. when does it end i know it just started but when what's the cutoff date when do people the
1: the cutoff date is november 20th monday it's a monday
0: november 20th okay
1: i believe we are as of this morning we're about 15 percent
0: that's great it's only been a few days it's only been
1: yeah it's only been a few days so um yeah that's exciting
0: we're we're rolling along it's great
1: rolling along.
0: Awesome. Well, Jordan, thanks for taking some time to talk today. And uh, I'm definitely going to direct people uh, to the Kickstarter and uh, we'll we'll hear it when it gets finished.
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And that's my conversation with Jordan Pate. If you haven't yet, go ahead and go to Kickstarter.com and search Jordan Pate or go to JordanPate.com and you can see the link to her Kickstarter project for her album First Fruit right there on the homepage. And also you can go to the Outside of Music Facebook page. There's lots of links that'll send you to the right place. We're so glad you could be here and make sure you stay subscribed to all of our channels, the podcast, the YouTube channel, and all of the albums that are coming out on Spotify and Apple Music. There's lots of things always happening here at Outside of Music and we really appreciate you listening and taking the time to spend it with us. So thanks again for listening and we'll be back again next week with another episode over over here. See you then.